and welcome to the Bible for Worship at St. Paul Lutheran Church on this 19th Sunday after Pentecost. And our gospel lesson is written in the 21st chapter of Matthew, verses 33 through 46. Jesus said, listen to another parable. There was a landowner who planted a vineyard, put a fence around it, dug a wine press in it, and built a watchtower. Then he leased it to tenants and went away. When the harvest time had come, he sent his slaves to the tenants to collect his produce. But the tenants seized his slaves and beat one, killed another, and stoned another. Again, he sent other slaves, more than the first, and they treated them in the same way. Then he sent his son to them saying, they will respect my son. But when the tenants saw the son, they said to themselves, this is the heir. Come, let us kill him and get his inheritance. So they seized him, threw him out of the vineyard and killed him. Now, when the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to those tenants? They said to him, he will put those wretches to a miserable death and lease the vineyard to other tenants who will give him the produce at the harvest time. Jesus said to them, have you never read in the scriptures, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone? This was the Lord's doing and it is amazing in our eyes. Therefore I tell you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people that produces its fruits. The one who falls on this stone will be broken to pieces and it will crush anyone on whom it falls. When the chief priests and the Pharisees heard his parables, they realized that he was speaking about them. They wanted to arrest him but they feared the crowds because they regarded him as a prophet. The Gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In the Gospel of Matthew, any time that we encounter the chief priests, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the scribes, those leading figures of biblical and second temple Judaism, we have to remember that for Matthew, as an author, as one who's writing this story of Jesus, these figures always fill a certain role. They are the key opponents of Jesus in every case. From Matthew's position two generations or so away from Jesus and his life and after the destruction of the temple by a decade or more, Matthew represents these figures from the time of Jesus and the temple as Jesus' staunch, consistent opponents. And we can see Matthew's strong hand here in making that clear at the end of the passage where he says, 
when the chief priests and Pharisees heard his parables, they realized he was speaking about them. When we hear that, we have to ask, what is it that Matthew has Jesus saying about the temple and about those in Matthew's own community whom he might see as opponents of Jesus? This is a parable about a vineyard. And anyone in Matthew's community who knows their Bible, who knows the book of Isaiah, can hardly miss the allusion to the great song of the vineyard in the book of Isaiah, chapter 5. My beloved had a vineyard on a very fertile hill. He dug it and cleared it of stones, planted in it grapevines of the very choicest kind, built a tower for protection, and dug a vat for wine. This image of the vineyard, not only in Isaiah, but throughout other parts of biblical Israel's witness in the Old Testament and throughout Jewish rabbinic literature afterwards, the vineyard is rep represents God's Israel, and in some cases, more particularly, God's temple in Jerusalem. And who had been the tenants, those who had control over the land of Israel and over the, God's people Israel? Well, for centuries before Matthew wrote, it had been a series of foreign nations, Persia, Syria, Egypt, even the Maccabees rising up from within Israel itself. And then in Matthew's own time, the Romans and none of those tenants yielded up the fruits of Israel the way they should. Now in Matthew's day, it may be that it's not even exactly Israel, the whole land or the whole people that Matthew's thinking of, but rather the temple in Jerusalem, because the temple was God. How could it be that there was no temple to be God's place in the midst of the people. This place that was all about priests and Sadducees and scribes, that was revered by the Pharisees, it was God. And how could that be accounted for? For Matthew, it is Jesus who is in the place of Moses as the great teacher of the people, the great interpreter of God's will for the people, the true teacher. And also for Matthew, Jesus is the heir of King David, the true king of God's people. And the king was always understood as a son of God, a representative of God and God's power ruling over the people. And at this point in Matthew's gospel, we are already into Jesus' final week in Jerusalem. When he came into Jerusalem on what we know as Palm Sunday, back in chapter 21, verse 9, he was hailed as a son of David, precisely the true king for which Matthew's community was waiting. 
And then in this parable, in Jesus' commentary on the story, he says, haven't you ever heard where it said in scripture, the stone that the builders rejected has become the head of the corner? That's Psalm 118, verses 25 and 26. And it refers perhaps to Israel, the nation that was despised but would rise to glory. But as a psalm, it can also be about David, the young stripling lad who was neglected and scorned, who rose to be Israel's greatest king. Also in this final week, we have seen Jesus interacting with the temple. First, entering the city, going to the temple, and claiming that those who were in it doing temple business had turned it from God's house into a marketplace. Not yielding up the fruits of the temple that God was seeking, but other fruits. And then in chapter 24, saying to his disciples, you see this temple, this glorious structure? I tell you that one day it will be destroyed, not one stone on another. And in the trial that he faces before the council of temple leaders, one of the accusations against him is that he said he could tear down the temple and rebuild it in three days which for Matthew's community, they know means that his temple, his body could be torn down, but three days later would rise. And indeed, when Jesus dies in chapter 27, in verse 51, it said that at the moment of his death, the temple curtain was torn in two. All of this situates the story of the vineyard and the tenants in and around the question of the temple and its destruction. Matthew understands that and has Jesus teach the community that whatever claim anyone makes to control God to control God's temple, to take power from God and take God's place in claiming the fruits of the people in the temple. Whatever claim anyone makes to that, God remains in control and God will lead creation to the kingdom. That belief, that trust, that promise, and that hope is still true in Judaism today, just as it is for us as Christians. It is for both of our communities, the word of hope that what God has planned for us will transcend, will overcome whatever obstacles anyone puts in the way by trying to take God's place. And like the bridesmaids that we'll hear about in chapter 25, it is our place to watch and to wait. The bridegroom will come. God bless.